Good morning, my podcast family. So, I have something that I am just, I'm just, I want to talk about it. Um, It's something that the Christian church, most people look down upon this situation. So, I'm here today to encourage those who have experienced divorce. Um, I've always, you know, been told most of the time (laughs) growing up, I remember in our culture, um, in the religion that I'm in, they believe that you should never be divorced if you're going to be a minister. But as I'm looking through the Bible and learning more and more, there is some topics in here about divorce and God explains how it's one of the worst things that he hates. And I'm not saying that that is something that God wants us to do because I don't think that he does. However, there are situations, um, I believe that God looks at, uh, each situation and, and, and as far as the church community and anyone who feels horrible because they have been through divorce, I'm hoping that this will give you some sort of, um, revelation to help you to understand that this culture and this this life that we're in um you know it's fallen it's not perfect and that is one of the byproducts of sin so um unfortunately you know mankind has wicked hearts and you know it could be woman man child whoever I'm saying all humans have wicked hearts. It says it in the word. If you don't believe that, look on the news. You can see all kinds of things that's going on constantly. But I want to bring your eyes today to Jeremiah chapter 3. Again, it's going to mention a lot of things, but I want to get to this one major thing to make you understand something a little different so that you're not as judgmental about divorce. So let's start reading Jeremiah chapter 3. If a man divorces his wife and leaves, and she leaves him and marries another man, should she return, should he return to her again? Would not the land be completely defiled? But you have lived as a prostitute with many lovers. Would you now return to me, declares the Lord? Look up to the barren heights and see. Is there any place where you have not been ravished? By the roadside you sat waiting for lovers, set like a nomad in the desert. You have defiled the land with your prostitution and wickedness. Therefore the showers have been withheld, and no spring rains have fallen. Yet you have the brazen look of a prostitute. You refuse to blush with shame. Have you not just called to me? My father, my friend from my youth, will you always be angry? Will your wrath continue forever? This is how you talk. But you do all the evil that you can. Then it says in verse 6, During the reign of King Josiah, the Lord said to me, Have you seen what faithless Israel has done? She has gone up 
every high hill and under every spreading tree and has committed adultery there. I thought that after she had done all this, she would return to me, but she did not. And her unfaithful sister Judah saw it. This is the verse that I want you to see. I gave faithless Israel her certificate of divorce and sent her away because of all her adulteries. Yet I saw that her unfaithful sister Judah had no fear. She also went out and committed adultery. Because Israel's immorality mattered so little to her, she defiled the land and committed adultery with stone and wood. In spite of all this, her unfaithful sister Judah did not return to me with all her heart, but only in pretense, declares the Lord. Let me continue on because I see some more stuff here. The Lord said to me, faithless Israel is more righteous than unfaithful Judah. Go proclaim this message toward the north. And then this is the proclamation. Return, faithless Israel, declares the Lord. I will frown on you no longer. For I am faithful, declares the Lord. I will be the I will not be angry forever. Only acknowledge your guilt. You have rebelled against the Lord your God. You have scattered your favors to foreign gods under spreading trees and have not obeyed me, declares the Lord. So, my point of the matter is, is that divorce in so many different ways um, is a disagreement, right? And so, as you can tell here, God wants Israel and Judah to do as he's asked and not go out and worship other gods. They went to other cities and would uh, marry you know, different nationalities, which God had wanted them to marry within their own tribe, Israel men and Israel women. And they didn't do that. So when they married into these other families, then they would worship their gods. And that's where God says that they had committed adultery because they were no longer following after him. And he's a very jealous God. So in the same sense... If you think about it, marriage is a replication of God and the church or Jesus in the church. And so God, Jesus came so that we could connect us back to God. So it's really kind of like we're married to God and Jesus came to give the sacrifice because we was not going to obey. We would not listen. We would not do what we were supposed to do. Many marriages end like that because people want to do their own thing. We all have our own mind and our own way of doing things. And I'm not saying that if they did this, it's okay. If they did that, it's okay. Because I'm not the judge of that. What I'm just simply trying to do with this podcast is explain to you that the guilt you may have and the emphasis that they may have on divorce I believe God knows all too well about it because he's had Israel be unfaithful to him. And I believe, you know, that God 
looks at every situation. And again, he works all things out together for your good. You may have been in an abusive relationship. You may have had a cheating spouse. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not trying to push any guilt on anyone. I'm trying to help you understand that you are not alone because even God has experienced a divorce. And that's with his people. So just keep in mind that God has the grace and he even declares here that he will, it says, I will frown on you no longer. So even after that horrible time that Israel had spent going against him, he still has forgiven her. So we have a very merciful, loving God. And the emphasis that's put on divorce today, I understand it's, it's not pleasant, no matter whose fault it is. But do not be hard on yourself. I've been married multiple times. And I believe in my own heart of hearts that I've given each marriage my best. But the marriage has to have two people. And that's kind of where I'm looking at right here. Um, I mean, I've had my flaws. I know I've, I've had to go through some therapy and get through some very difficult feelings and you know, go through some pain from trauma that I've had and work through that in order to have a better relationship. Now, uh, you, you know, you, you don't really evaluate yourself in the moment, but by looking at my pattern and how these relationships have always became a, an end, right? I knew there was a problem. I'm like, I'm the only common factor here. So what is going on with me? So that's when I decided that I'm going to go ahead and look at my own situation. Get someone that can help me. Uh, Jean, my friend, has been very helpful. And I've made huge strides. She's even said that, you know, that we, my boyfriend and I have been able to get through a lot of, of uh, problems. And that's the thing is, is, is the person that you're with going to continue to work at it? If they don't work at it and it's only you, there's nothing as far as a commitment at all in the relationship. So, I mean, just minor things can cause divorce. Major things can cause divorce. I just want you to understand that God knows so much about it. You're not the only one. And if you are going through divorce, please remember this is not something new. It's very painful. I heard one person say that it isn't like a just a cut in half and you take your half and I take my half. When a divorce happens, it is like being ripped apart. So the pain that you have to go through with a divorce is very, very, very painful. So if you're going through that and you're wanting to reconcile your relationship, I suggest fasting and praying for your um for your spouse and also I would suggest um, watching fireproof because and I wish that they would give us the book I think they might actually have the book I've never really completely went through because of every marriage I've had has been unsuccessful but watch the movie fireproof try to learn as much about what he's done for his spouse uh, because they were both at the point where they were like, I don't want to do anything for this other person. I, I'm angry with them. I don't like them. But it's still 
they knew they had that foundation love and that's where they turned that's where he turned to and began doing extra things for her and and trying to win her back over and that's what it is you've got to try to and and not get angry when they get angry because that's the hard part whenever they just reject your love and your attention and your um and your sacrifice to do something nice for them we tend to get angry because we're like well they don't even appreciate me you know so when that happens it's very difficult to see through to what your goal is but that's what i would suggest is set your goal to do as much as you can and keep trying to get that marriage back in alignment and do what you can and hopefully that you'll see a change of heart in your spouse um praying for them is the best thing and i do not recommend jumping into a divorce right away i would say um, probably to separate some, take a little bit of time. <clears throat> Maybe you need to move to another location or stay with family for a duration, a month or two, and let you both settle down and figure out what you really want. Because just in that amount of time, you're going to realize how much you really care and love and miss that person. And it will make you appreciate each other better. I just wish that women would take a retreat. And if you're not at home and everybody's having to do things on their own, they're going to appreciate you more. I mean, I know men that's like that too. And if you had to leave for any amount of time, then the people that are around you are going to realize how much they miss you. So separation is not a bad thing. I know people are like, oh, she's probably looking for somebody else. And he's probably looking for somebody else. I don't think that that's always necessarily true. Now, I know myself, I kept myself, whenever I would break up with someone because of my dysfunctional mentality of things, I would find another person to spend time with so it would distract me from the pain. And that's not something I would suggest because it's not fair to the person that you're getting into a relationship, a new relationship with by keeping their company when you're trying to go through yours. No one actually, you know, give me insight about what to do with these situations. And I remember one person in particular, she did give me some sound information, but we'd already had the divorce and I was planning on going back to him and that relationship was really bad. So her direction helped me, um, you know, make it where it was focusing basically on if we could get along and let me think about what I'm doing instead of being distracted because that happened a lot. I was trying to distract myself from the pain. That's just what I did. And I know now that you can't, <laughs> you can't do that. You have to, you have to meet pain head on in order to fix it. Just like at the dentist. <laughs> so... All right, guys, so just like I said, the, um, the scripture to refer to to let you know that your God has even experienced a divorce from his very precious, loving people, um, Israel. It's in Jeremiah 3. So read that chapter. Um, I hope you got something out of this today. I hope you feel encouraged. 
God does want his beautiful, blameless bride. And for young people, which I don't think, I think I'm going to put a warning on this one. <laughs> we then talked about prostitution and everything. Uh, not for children under the age of 18, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, it's very sensitive and delicate. I mean, this is, this is something that needs attention. People need to know how important it is to teach your children and your family correctly um, so that when they grow up, they don't have to deal with these extra sins that's not necessary. Um, God has a plan, and it's better to go by His plan than your own. So, God bless you all. I pray that you will uh, hear this and get a revelation. I do want to take the opportunity that if you have the Lord pulling at your heart and you want to become a Christian, I want to pray with you right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, that your presence is in the midst today. And God, we thank you for your revelation of these things that are coming in to our lives, Lord, through this podcast. Thank you for this opportunity that I have, Lord. And God, I pray for each person who's listening. I pray that they will feel the tugging at your, at their heart for you, Lord. I know that you have a desire to have your people come back to you. And God, I pray for this person today. I pray that you put seeds in their heart to grow the word in their life and, and their experience with you, God. And Lord, our prayer today is we know that we are sinners, Lord. We know that we've fallen and we've, we've not chosen you first. And God, we want to say we want you first in our lives and we want the best for our lives. And you are the one who can make that happen. If we make right choices and if we follow you and get into your word and know you personally, God, you will protect us. You will guide us in so many ways. And Lord, with this person today, I want to pray with them. Just, I want us to say, Lord, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. I want you to guide and direct my life. Forgive me of all of my sins, known and unknown. Forgive me, Lord. Come into my heart. Make your home in my heart today. Uh, guide me, Lord, to the right church and the right people. Help put people in my way, Lord, that's going to be a light that shows your love and direction. And God, I surrender to all to my of my life to you. I surrender all of it to you, God. Come into my life and be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Well, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. The Lord is rejoicing. The, the angels are rejoicing because you've made a choice today to follow Jesus. I appreciate you listening. I recommend getting into a church, a Bible-based church, and uh, start making some connections with kingdom friendships. You need kingdom friendships in your life. You need someone putting more into you. So I appreciate you listening again. Thank you so much. Love you guys. See you around the merry-go-round.